The NFL released the Pro Bowl rosters last night for a Pro Bowl that's not going to happen because they decided to do away with it. But uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts headline the 2023 Pro Bowl rosters, which again released last night. The Eagles had eight players selected. That was the most. The Chiefs and the Cowboys had seven each. Uh, The Bears and the Jaguars didn't have anybody selected. Uh, they are going to replace the traditional Pro Bowl game this year with a with week a week long celebration and a week long of competitions between the AFC and NFC, including flag football games. You know what? Nobody was going to watch the Pro Bowl anyway. Nobody's going to watch this. So you know, even Stephen, they have to let you know who the all stars are. Yeah. You know? So uh, so these guys who have incentives in their contract get their bonus money, and that's what's happening here. And by the way, round of applause, Geno Smith, third quarterback for the NFC. Oh, nice. Yeah, Geno Smith. I'm happy for that guy. Uh, Now, while the uh, Pro Bowlers can celebrate uh, former NFL players talking about the sudden death of Steelers four-time Super Bowl champion and Hall of Famer Franco Harris, here's uh, head coach of the Steelers, Mike Tomlin. You know, I just admire and love the man. Um, And so much to be learned from him in terms of how he conducted himself, how he embraced the responsibilities of being Franco for Steelers Nation, for this community, you know, for the Penn State uh, followers. He embraced it all and did it with such grace and class and, and patience uh, and time for people. Now, as the, uh, as the impromptu press conference went on with Mike yeah. Tomlin, he was asked if, if he's going to use the passing of Franco, it, it, will the team use it as extra motivation? He did not like that question. Oh, my. We're, we're not looking for motivational fruit in that regard. We're, we're professionals. This is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll be duly prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what kind of question yeah. is that, you know? Oh, my. Uh, this isn't a win-one for the Gipper situation. Uh, they are uh, going to go ahead with their celebration of the 50th anniversary yeah. of the Immaculate Reception, one of the most famous plays in NFL yeah. history, a play in which Franco Harris was on the receiving end of the Immaculate Reception and ended up scoring the touchdown, which led to a Steelers playoff victory. Uh, although they would get knocked out of the playoffs the following week by the Dolphins, who were having a perfect season. so uh, But they they, oh, yeah. they are going to have that celebration, and there's going to be, uh, obviously, uh, now a big video tribute to Frank O'Harris. Uh, that will happen at the stadium on Saturday night when the Steelers host the Raiders. Uh-huh. Uh, now, uh, Terry Bradshaw was on with Rich Eisen. He was the quarterback who threw the ball uh, to Frenchie Fuqua, and then it was tipped to, to, uh, to Franco during the Immaculate Reception. And, of course, he's... Also a four-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, longtime friend of Franco Harris. He's he's uh, trying to wrap his head around this. It hits me, and then emotionally it leaves me. Then it hits me. I'm just back and forth on it, and I'm having a hard time kind of grasping that. Actually, he did go on to say uh, yeah. a lot of nice things about Franco. And one thing, and he's right about this. I mean, over the years, have you ever heard anyone say anything bad about Franco Harris? No. 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 no, he was just generally speaking a good guy, always made time for, for people, and was always willing to do what the Steelers wanted in post-retirement. If you need me to talk to anybody, I'll pick up the phone, I'll fly there, I'll drive there, whatever That's you want. That's nice, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was, a, he was a, quite the influencer with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and again, he'd do whatever they, they asked. He was a good dude. Uh, now, I have to say that I was very disappointed. Stephen A. Smith, who's from New York. Yeah. I'm from New York. I was born in New York. You know I'm a New Yorker. You're a New Yorker. <laughs> Yeah, I, all right, I grew up in Connecticut, but I was technically yeah. born in Brooklyn. Lived there for the first five years. Grew up years in the country. Yeah. It was hard to have a pony I went to, in New went York. to college in New York. Worked yeah, yeah. in Long Island. Worked yeah. on Long Island. Right. I'm a New Yorker. Right. Anyway, anyway, Stephen A. Smith, fellow New Yorker, uh, he was on his uh, show, uh, whatever that first take, right? So he's on his show yesterday with uh, Mad Dog Christopher Mad Dog Russo, and he's talking about 
uh, the impact of Franco Harris on that Steelers team that won the four Super Bowls. And at one point, he says something that I thought was one of the biggest mistakes you can ever make. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith's 55. So when he was a kid, he saw the Steelers win these Super Bowls, and he's very familiar with oh, yeah. what I'm about to, uh, to ask you, Rick. Yeah. What is the most iconic Coca-Cola television commercial of all time? Oh, Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green of the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a, there's a famous commercial where Mean Joe's coming out of the game, he's injured, and he's, he's wearing his shoulder pads. He's got his jersey over his shoulder pads, and this little kid comes into the tunnel. How the hell the kid got in the tunnel? Who knows? Nobody, I know. right, but he's right. in the tunnel, and he goes... He says, to some, he says something to Mean Joe, and then he offers Mean Joe his Coke. And Mean Joe takes the Coke, and he drinks it down, and then he yells, Hey, kid. And the kid turns around, and he throws him the jersey. Yeah. yeah. Throws him his jersey. It's yeah. one of them. If it's not the most iconic, it's one of the Without most iconic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's Stephen A. Smith talking about those uh, Steeler teams and Mean Joe Green. When you thought about the Steelers, yeah, you thought about the Steel Curtain because it's Mean Joe Green with the Pepsi commercials eventually. Oh, oh come on, man. Come on. With the you Pepsi commercials eventually. This, this is, yeah, this is the rap on that. They did research and found out they didn't sell a single no. extra Coca-Cola as a result of this iconic, people love this commercial, yep. but it didn't sell sodas. Yeah. He doesn't even know what soda it was hey, for. I cannot believe that. I, I, I'm, I'm it's just, just like a slice of our childhood here. Again, this, this guy. fellow New Yorker yeah, letting yeah. me down here. <laughs> Uh, Kendrick Perkins. He asked him if he want a fresca. Kendrick, I don't know. Okay, we go from one ESPN yeah. talking head to another that I this this I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins, former NBA player turned ESPN basketball analyst, said something yesterday that I just think was pretty stupid. He was asked if the Brooklyn Nets are contenders for the NBA title, and this is his response. <laughs> Look, have they been playing great basketball of late? Yes. Have they bought into Jock Vaughn's system defensively? Yes. Has Kyrie been available? Yes. Has the role players played better? Yes. But they're not a title contender. You know why? Because they can't beat the Bucks, and they definitely can't beat the Celtics. All right. Let's just address the Brooklyn Nets here real quick, because I just put money down on them to win the East oh. and to win the uh, title. Oh, right. The Brooklyn Nets started the season 7-9, and nine, mm-hmm. and during those first 16 games, their coach was fired, Steve Nash. He was replaced by Jacques Vaughn. During that time, they also had a situation with Kyrie Irving, if you remember. No, what? <laughs> yeah, yep. what? And the great thing about the Kyrie situation is that they finally stood up to that clown, and now he knows he can only be but so stupid. He's right. on a very short leash, or they will take money from him. That's what you needed to do. Yeah. That was the smack in the face that he needed to pay attention to, to the fact that they're a team trying to do something. Right. Since Kyrie returned, not a single problem from him. Have you heard anything? No. Since he returned, they're thirteen and three. They're now twenty and twelve overall. Uh, last Solid. night, yes. Uh, oh, and, and let's let's be fair. Kendrick Perkins saying there's no way they can beat the Celtics. Well, the Celtics—that's the team that drafted Kendrick Perkins. He played the first eight years of his NBA career for the Celtics. Okay. So uh, there's a bias there. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are twenty-two and ten. They're just a couple games in front of the, the Brooklyn Nets at this point. The Boston Celtics are are uh, similar record. I think they're 22-10 and 10 as well. I could be wrong about that, but they're in front of the Brooklyn Nets, but not by much. And listen to this. The Celtics in the last six games are 1-5, and, and that includes a pair of home losses to the 12-21 and 21 Orlando Magic. So don't sit there telling me that the Brooklyn Nets, who are now playing like they should have been playing for years, yeah. 
They're finally playing the way they should. And by the way, last night they scored 91 freaking points in the first half. That's amazing. Yeah, and beat the – now, granted, Golden State didn't have Steph Curry and several other guys, but they beat them 143-113. Don't tell me they're not title contenders because in the NBA, if, if you make yeah. it into the playoffs, you got a shot. Don't tell me of they're course. not title contenders. Uh, yeah, I put $10 down, and I'll get my 10 back and 140 bucks back on top of it if they win it all. And if they don't, nice. let's say they win the East, I get 75 bucks back on my $5 bet. Hey. So not too shabby. Yeah, pretty happy about that. Yeah. And again, they uh, they did very well last night, uh, 143-113 over Golden State. Uh, the Pacers, you know what the Pacers did? They beat the Celtics in Boston. The Pacers. Oh, wow. 117-112. Uh, the Cavaliers beat the Bucks. The Cavaliers beat the Bucks 114-106. But you know the Nets can't beat either of those teams. <laughs> the, the, the Raptors so weird. the Raptors over the Knicks and the Sacramento Kings over the Lakers. On to college basketball, the Eastern <laughs> Illinois Panthers shocked the world last night. They went into Carver Hawkeye Arena, 32-point road underdogs and they beat Iowa. Wow. Yeah, pretty good 92-83. They say it's the biggest college upset point spread wise in the last 30 years. You might remember the one before it, uh, 16 seed uh, Maryland, Baltimore County. The Retrievers knocked off UVA in the tournament. They were 20 point underdogs. Oh, wow. Saying that was a, a big one. Yeah, that was. And uh, you might remember Norfolk, Norfolk State, uh, not so long ago, 21 and a half point underdogs over Missouri beat them. That was a 15 and a 2. That was a big upset. Wow. And that was in the tournament as well. In college basketball uh, action last night, in addition to the big upset for the Eastern Illinois Panthers, North Carolina beat Michigan, Boston College topped Virginia Tech. The ODU Monarchs with a win over George Mason, 78-77. You know, it's kind of easy to beat a, one person. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they, there he is, George Mason. But you got to give him credit. He's calling a timeout because he needs to sit down. He took him all the way. <laughs> I mean, he only lost by a point, 78-77. Man, he's good. Man. He's pretty good. <laughs> that George Mason's. I mean, all they had, hands. They had five guys on them the whole time. William and Mary uh, top Randolph College. Nevada beat Norfolk State. The Richmond Spiders top Bucknell. The Bisons. The uh, VCU beat Navy. It's like every Virginia school was in action last night. Kansas State beat Radford and Coppin State in double overtime. Beat JMU 107-100. Double overtime. And now it's time for final scores from basketball games nobody cares about. All right, here we go. Uh, the Drake Bulldogs beat the St. Ambrose Fighting Bees, one twenty-four to forty-eight. Wow! One twenty-four oh, wow. to forty-eight. Wow! The Texas, the Texas State Bobcats knocked off the University of Science and Arts Drovers, eighty-seven seventy-two. Folks, I'm not making these up. These are real scores from teams that actually played last night. The yeah. Abilene Christian Wildcats. Top the Howard Payne Yellow Jackets 113-52. On the ice, the Devils knocked off the Panthers 4-2. Red Wings with a 7-4 win over the Lightning. The Vegas Golden Knights over the Arizona Coyotes. That was the easiest bet of the night. Colorado in overtime, 2-1 winners over the Montreal Canadiens. And here's your fun fact. And this is so true. And, and I'll tell you what I thought of after I read this. People tend to significantly overestimate how noticeable yeah. their embarrassing behaviors are to others due to a cognitive bias known as the spotlight effect. So let's say you are walking down the hall and your flies open and several people see it. Yeah. You're actually going to, you know, if you're embarrassed by that, you're actually going to feel way more embarrassed because of that cognitive effect yes. than you should because it's not as embarrassing as you as you feel. We all carry a certain self-consciousness. We yeah. absolutely do. 
What is worse is when you have an infant, it's your baby, and the baby's crying in public. You tend to think that it's a thousand times worse than it actually is. Some some would say yeah. anthropologists tell you that it's that's nature that that kid's scream yeah. needs to be ten times louder to you than anybody around you, like like because yeah. the baby needs you. But um, yeah. holding the baby and yeah. it's still screaming and everybody's looking at me. You know, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. And and I have reassured other people, especially yeah. a newborn, and you can tell that that there's. A young couple, a young woman, they're yeah. the angst, yeah. and it's like newborn babies barely make any noise, yeah. even when they cry, and but not to the mother. Yeah. To the and mother, that might as well be you know full-on tornado warning siren. And not only that, but yeah. the baby, for as tiny and small and newborn as it is, can sense the person holding it is angsty. The vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that probably makes it worse, but man. No, yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, the brain, man. Uh, ooh, crazy. Plays games on you, Rod. Absolutely Plays games. Does, you know, sometimes, yes. you know.